Hey, this is episode 226, and today we're chatting about getting away from diet dogma, how to find your feel-good foods, worth-it foods, and hard no-foods, honoring the ritual of cooking and the emotional connection to food, what are the foundations of health, becoming a leading expert in you, and so much more. Our guest today is Christina Kerp, who's a certified nutritional therapy practitioner and former restaurant chef with a BA in anthropology. Her love of food and particularly using real food to heal birthed her popular food blog and wellness site, thecastawaykitchen.com. She's the author of the Made Whole Cookbook, co-host of BodyWise Podcast, and Food as Medicine Advocate. She is a Miami native with Cuban roots who is currently living in Virginia or wherever her husband's Navy career takes them. At age 29 and two years postpartum, Christina hit rock bottom with her health on top of an inflammatory skin condition she had lived with for years. She began to experience many mysterious symptoms and inflammation. Christina took to the kitchen to find wellness. Using her kitchen prowlness and love of research, she began to discover the connection between her symptoms and the food she ate. The ongoing experiment birthed her blog, which is a collection of inventive allergen friendly, low-carb, whole-food recipes that have helped her reverse autoimmune disease, lose weight, and take control of her health and well-being. Christina is relentless in her mission to spread the food as medicine message. She has witnessed the power of it with her own family, her readers, and her nutritional therapy clients. Empowering people to heal from the inside out is her life's work. With a mix of grit, sass, and a lot of love, she continues to do just that through her books, her social media platform, and her NTP work. Now she has a new book out is called Made Simple. Head on over to Amazon, search for that stuff. It's good. You're gonna love it. If you have questions about today's content, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. You can catch up on previous podcast episodes by going to Keto Diet Podcast. Okay, let's get to Christina's episode. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working. Did you know imbalanced hormones are generally at the core of all struggles that women face when it comes to our weight? Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get started with the show. Hello, my name is Christina Kerp from the Castaway Kitchen, and I'm thrilled to be back here on the Keto Diet Podcast. Thank you so much to Leanne for having me on again. You're just a wonderful, wonderful soul, my love. So a little bit about myself for those who don't know who I am. Uh, Christina Kerp, I'm a chef. I'm the author of Made Whole Cookbook and soon to be Made Whole Made Simple. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, a mother, military spouse, uh, Cuban-American, and autoimmune warrior. I started my food as medicine journey when I was about two years postpartum. I My body just imploded with inflammation and I have a, an auto-inflammatory autoimmune condition known as hydrodenitis suprotiva. It causes like abscesses and like kind of like a cystic acne with tunneling and swelling and it's very painful. And while I dealt with this since I was 13 years old, which comes with its own you know trauma because being a 13-year-old girl in Miami, Florida, with an unsightly skin condition was not easy, but um, it, you know, just that was part of my life hiding it and dealing with it. 
and getting very little help from dermatologists and other doctors. But 29 years old with a baby and this condition just really at its worst, I, I guess was desperate enough to just think I'm going to do it on my own. I have to do something. And my husband's in the Navy. We had just moved to Hawaii. So while Hawaii is beautiful paradise, I definitely was alone and I felt very isolated. Hence the name of my blog, The Castaway Kitchen. But I, I, I went to Google and, you know, not to get into too much of the censorship, but, you know, five years ago, you could Google holistic alternatives to healing and you'd get a lot of results where nowadays it's very censored. But I was fortunate that back then the information was readily available. And what I found was a blog post on Rob Wolf's website outlining Tara Grant, who she's the author of The Hidden Plague and her handles Primal Girl. She is someone who had my same skin condition. Oh my gosh, her story was my story. And she was talking about nightshades and gluten and autoimmune protocol and elimination diets. And these were kind of new concepts to me. I, I knew what paleo was. I was like, oh, I know that. I'd done paleo back in 2008. But the rest was kind of new, but very eye-opening. And being a chef, I thought, what? Food? I know food. I can do that. <laughs> and so I just kind of went down that rabbit hole of research and I learned all about the autoimmune protocol, AIP, I learned all, like, you know, I kind of brushed up on my paleo. I found the whole 30 program. I did a bunch of those over the years and all that eventually led me to also doing keto, but I've kind of come full circle because when you do something for as long as I've been doing it, I mean, five years now, right? You've realized a few things. One, that healing protocols are just that they're he they're for healing protocols. They're protocols, meaning they're supposed to be short-term and moving on or moving past the phase of restriction, I think is important for like mental health and quality of life. But of course, healing is also important for mental health and quality of life and finding remission from symptoms and not living in pain, super important. But something that I think is missing from a lot of the information online, and it's just harder to dig into is root cause. Not only, hey, I'm going to avoid the foods that are causing this inflammation, but why? what's causing the inflammation? Why did I end up with these symptoms? And of course, something that most people kind of find or the, the buzz term is leaky gut. But why do you have leaky gut? You know, root cause beyond that, because that's not really a root cause. It's just another symptom. So kind of going back a little bit, because I know I'm on like my, my, you know, they say like, don't compare chapter one with chap someone else's chapter 20. I am definitely like chapter 25. <laughs> I'm in there. I've been doing this for a long time. And I know that if you're in your chapter one, the rules, the programs, the elimination protocols, all of these things are going to be very helpful. And maybe they're a really big part of your life right now. But I wanted to create or shift my content, let's say, because I'm still creating content all the time, every day, free recipes on my website, YouTube videos, you know, Instagram, my books. But what I've, the shift that I've felt very important to do is that there's enough people out there telling you, eat this, it's going to work. This cured me, do what I did. And I know that was very much how I created content for a long time because it was what I could do. Just my personal experiences that I was sharing with the world. And let me tell you, there is something very powerful in people sharing their personal experiences, especially in a time where holistic health is kind of being attacked and like mainstream, like the powers that be and big pharma. And I sound like a crazy person, but it's true. <laughs> like they're trying to quiet, to quiet this, right? Cause no one makes money when we heal ourselves, right? With through food. So 
I'm very pro this like, you know, citizen activist wellness rebellion, right? We've got going on. I'm all about it. However, I wanted to help people beyond this is what helped me. It could help you. I wanted to get information and say, let's, let me learn how I can help people find their own path to wellness, not just mimic mine. So that's why I enrolled in the Nutritional Therapy Association last year. And the NTA program, well, they have two different programs right now. I did the Functional Nutritional Therapy Practitioner program. So I learned how to do functional evaluations, like in-person kind of like body testing. And also, of course, all the online or like um, paperwork and just kind of dissecting food choices and habits and looking at signs and symptoms from like a functional perspective to correlate them to food choices or deficiencies. So essentially we really look at like, if you're having symptoms X, Y, Z, they're going to correlate to nutritional deficiencies or dysfunction in a certain system in your body. And then how to support that system through nutrition, through food. So it works optimally. And what I loved about this program is that it gave me these wonderful insights into what was happening in my body. And even going back through the first three years of my healing journey and my research and when I did AIP or my first whole 30 or when I went keto and like now I could understand the changes that were happening in my body beyond just the stuff that you read online, right? And that's a beautiful thing because I realized knowing or learning how it works is the first step in learning how it works for me. And I've thought I need to teach people this because there is so much information on the internet right now. And there are so many blanket statement, nutritional, you know, nutrition blanket statements, essentially like carbs are bad. Sugar is bad. You know, gluten is bad. Vegan is good. Carnivore is good. Paleo is good. Every diet, everyone says that their way is the way, you know, like there's the plant paradox guy who's like anti-lectin. And then there's the people who are like, no oxalates. And oh my gosh, how do you know? Like, and you're someone who's you're dealing with symptoms and you've got inflammation and you, there's a sense of desperation when you feel like your body is rebelling against you. And you're like, I just want to get better. I just want to lose the weight. I just want to have energy. I just want to feel good. Which way? And it's like your head is spinning. And then I thought the, the easiest way to cut through all that, to decipher all that is to teach people how it works. Basic biology, biochemistry nutrition, just the facts, simplified form from a holistic or functional perspective, right? And that way folks can then say, oh, maybe my trigger food is oxalates and this is why. Maybe my trigger food is lectins and this is why. Maybe I do better on keto and this is why. Maybe I do better with starch in my diet and this is why finding what works for you specifically. So essentially you can create your own eating plan. I hate the word diet. I know diet just means like what we eat, but it's been like ruined. It's like a four letter word now, but that's the magic. That is the key to true lasting wellness because you're not going to live your life by someone else's rules. And I know that some people thrive and like, I know I see in forums and some people are like, I've been at my goal weight for 25 years and I still measure my macros and count my food. And maybe that worked for Susie or Karen or Sharon or whoever, but that I know for me that wouldn't work. And I think that a lot of times, you know, this obsession with quantifying food or living in a restrictive state to maintain results 
can be harmful in the long run because you quality of life suffers. We're not static. You know, we, we want to travel and experience food and cultures in different worlds. We want to engage in these rituals that are part of being human and part of our culture and our identity. I mean, I'm Cuban. So like, I know there's certain foods that are, you know, that I might not eat because I have my hard no foods because they make me very, very ill. But outside of that, I want to have the flexibility to partake and pass on these rituals and these customs to my son. And I want that for everybody, the flexibility, the resiliency to have this lasting wellness and thriving like health that's resilient, the resiliency to go outside of your everyday you know, boundaries with food, whether they be physical or emotional, because the occasion arises that you want to, and you feel like it, and you can, and you can do it without extreme consequences, right? Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. ButcherBox features 100% grass-fed and finished heritage-bred pork and organic free-range chicken. ButcherBox sends you high-quality, health-promoting meats directly to your door on dry ice and free shipping anywhere in the lower 48. ButcherBox makes committing to quality protein sources less expensive and more available to everyone. Their prices are hard to beat, and it's challenging to find a higher quality product anywhere in the USA. I've been using ButcherBox for years and love the convenience of a package showing up just when I need it, and their ground sausage is an absolute dream. ButcherBox has put together a super special deal for all listeners of the show. Order your first box and get a special gift plus an additional $20 off. Now, this special gift is so epic that I can't even mention it on the episode today. So you'll have to go to butcherbox.com slash keto diet to check out the deal plus get your $20 off your very first order. Again, that's butcherbox.com slash keto diet to check out the deal plus get $20 off your first order. If you're unsure of the link, simply check out today's show notes for all the details. So, you know, you might be thinking like, what are you talking about, Christina? You sound like a crazy person. And what I'm talking about is getting away from diet dogma because I'm someone that I know I feel really good on a low carb, high fat diet. But if my neighbor takes his ham bone from Thanksgiving and makes a slow cooked congee in his, you know, and he's Vietnamese and it's like super legit and it's amazing. And he wants to share it with me and it's nightshade free and it's gluten free, which are my big trigger foods. And I'm just like, hell yeah, give me a bowl of that. And I'm going to eat it. And I'm going to share that experience with him. And I'm going to eat this food that, you know, congee is a perfect experience. It's rice. And you're like, oh, rice, that's not paleo. That's not keto. That's not low carb. What you're talking about. It's this, they've been, oh my God, it's a, it's a, Chinese, it's a well, Chinese, he's Vietnamese, but it's a recipe that is so old, old as time, that people in Asian cultures have been making this slow cooked bone broth rice porridge, and they and it can be served with different things. But like he had a ginger to his, so like aids in digestion, and the rice is broken down because it's so cooked for so long that it's resistant starch and it's got the collagen from the bone broth. And you're gonna tell me that's an eat that's a bad food. I hate bad and good food labels. Like, no, it's just. I think that we have to have this flexibility and I could eat that one day and say, this is amazing. Thank you for sharing this for me. I feel really good putting this in my body and then move on with my life. It doesn't mean I'm going to eat rice every day. It just means that I can eat rice one day and move on. So getting away from diet dogma, because you hear people 
you know, vilifying foods, you know, and using very harsh language when it comes to certain foods. All carbs are going to give you diabetes, you know, or red meat's going to give you cancer. No, maybe for some people who would have severe metabolic disorders, maybe for a diabetic person, that would not be the best option. But you have to know your own limits and your own boundaries. Because I'm not someone, I know right now there's a big intuitive eating movement. And, and I'm, I, I think that nourishing your body long-term is an intuitive process, but we have to be honest with ourselves about which foods harm us and which foods heal us. And then which ones are kind of in the middle. And so while I'm not a fan of free for all, Hey, I intuitively want to go eat a Big Mac because like, I believe that like sort of most fast food falls into the chemical shitstorm kind of category and no one should eat that stuff. Having a basic standard of eating, of eating whole unprocessed foods, foods that are prepared properly, foods that have like ancient wisdom in them, eating real food from there, knowing which ones are your feel good foods, which ones are your worth it foods. And then which foods are your hard no foods? And everyone's going to have different categories. Like my hard no foods, my list used to be a lot longer. It was like dairy, nuts, nightshades, gluten, legumes, soy, corn. Right now my hard no list is pretty much gluten and nightshades. I do avoid most legumes, definitely corn and soy products on a regular basis. But if I was traveling or somewhere where, you know, it was just an opportunity to try something new that was like expertly prepared, maybe those foods would go into my, you know, worth it foods. But I live off of my feel good foods. My feel good foods are the food that I eat day in and day out. They make me feel amazing. They're the foods that fuel my body. I feel my best eating them. And it's a wide variety of proteins and plants and some nuts and seeds. And, you know, I've been able to reintroduce some like sheep's milk dairy and some goat, like goat butter and sheep's milk halloumi. And it's been fantastic. I can have coffee. I can have dark chocolate. And all these foods in my life from the day to day make me feel amazing. So they're all feel good foods. And like I said, then worth it foods are like, you know, could be whatever. If I'm traveling and I want to try a macaroon, like it's more sugar than I normally eat. But if I'm going to have a legit French macaroon that is gluten-free, I'm going to eat it and it's going to be awesome. Doesn't mean I'm going to eat one every day, but I'm going to enjoy that moment and I'm going to enjoy the experience and move on because food isn't good or bad. Food, Some food just has consequences and we are adults and we can make choices regarding food and consequences. And it's not related to us failing. It's not related to your self-worth. It's just choices that we make. And I want to talk a little bit about why we would make these choices. I know that the idea of removing emotion from food sounds appealing, sexy, like, yeah, that'd be amazing. But I think it's what makes us human. You know, not many animals, and I think inherently we are animals, prepare their food grow food seasonally, season it. Like we alter the food before it goes into our body. And it is a ritual, like a such basic rituals. Humans have been doing this for hundreds of thousands of years, millions of years, you know, killing, like we take life, you know, we, whether it be plant or animal, we harvest food, we prepare it with our hands and we create fire. Like what? You know, the food that we eat has has shaped us. I mean, literally the reason we are not like monkeys and trees slinging poo is because we decided to eat fats and polyunsaturated fats and omega-3 and monounsaturated fats and eat protein. And our brains grew and grew and we evolved into what we are today. And it really 
happened because of our food choices and the tools that we created to be able to eat and live in a different way. Like how is food not this so totally emotional process? It's so, so I think that instead of trying to push away that emotion with food or not derive pleasure from food, I think that we should look to truly honor the process for what it is, the importance it has in our lives, and also how absolutely intimate the relationship between the food that we eat and our body. Because we eat this food, it goes into our mouth, we digest it, we break it down with our teeth and chemicals, and it goes into our stomach and further gets broken down through digestion into molecules and these little molecules go into our small intestine and through there our selective, if we don't have leaky gut, our selective intestinal barrier takes some of those nutrients and it goes through the intestine and it goes into our lymphatic system and our blood system and then gets transported to all the cells in our body to nourish us. Isn't that amazing? Like how is that not emotional and personal and intimate and magical? Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. Get a healthy dose of fat with F-Bomb Nut Butter Packets filled with high-quality fats. Each single-serve packet is keto-friendly, no sugar, non-GMO, gluten-free, dairy-free, peanut-free, and vegan. And they won't blow up in your purse like the other packets that we've all tried. Just pure fats in an easy-tear packet. Listeners of the podcast get this exclusive epic deal that you won't want to miss. Buy any two 10-packs of F-Bomb Nut Butter Packets and get a free 10-pack of F-Bomb premium oil of your choice. Go to healthfulpursuit.com slash F-Bomb and use the code LeanneFree, that's L-E-A-N-N-E-F-R-E-E, all in caps, no spaces, to choose two nut butters, then get a free 10-pack of oil. Choose from MCT, olive, avocado, coconut, or macadamia nut oil. You'll love the convenience of taking healthful oils with you on the go. No more inflammatory oils on your takeout salads or warm meals. Just rip into one of the oil packets and away you go. Again, that's healthfulpursuit.com slash F-bomb and use the code Leanne free. So I think that getting away from dietary labels is kind of where we should evolve, where this wellness space should go. Instead of everyone bunkering down in their separate camps, vegan versus carnivore, you know, paleo versus keto or AIP versus this, no one way is better than the other. We all just have different ways that work for us, right? And I think that there shouldn't be any shame, like the intuitive eating people, you know, shaming those who have weight loss goals or, you know, people being judged because they prefer to be fueled on whole food carbohydrates versus fat. Like we all have different needs, even the way that our body creates energy, like literally cellular respiration, how we create ATP. It's so bio-individual. It's so, it depends on your metabolism, your genes, your activity level. You know, if you're an endurance cyclist, you can burn through hundreds and hundreds of grams of carbohydrates a day, and you're not going to have blood sugar dysregulation because you're fueling your body for appropriately. So having honest conversations about this without judgment is so important. And I really hope that's where the evolution 
of the wellness space goes instead of, you know, I always say like omnivores were so complicated. Like if we got together, like the plant-based folks did, we would be way ahead of the curve. We would have funding for documentaries. We would have better products. We would have already changed the industrial farming complex, but we can't get our shit together to support just everyone's bio-individual needs. We always have to be like my way or the highway. And that's no way to live guys. So I wanted to create something like, you know, books are really good because the internet is so fleeting, you know, like web pages, people forget, they get buried and, you know, websites and, you know, social media posts disappear after a while and they just get buried again in the timeline or the algorithm. And I really wanted to create something eternal, right? In terms of this content, in terms of bio-individual nutrition in terms of honoring the ancestral template, ancient wisdom of our body in terms of ditching diet dogma and kind of wrap it all up together because it's kind of tricky. Like you're saying ditch diet dogma, but you're saying not eat crap food. Yeah. Those two can be the same thing. You can not do diets, but still not eat shitty food. Like they're not mutually exclusive. I think having standards for our food choices, because so much of the food quote, heavy air quotes around food is made in laboratories right now. And I don't believe that that's food. Like, yes, you can eat it, but what's, what's, is your body even recognizing it as nutrients? So I wrote made homemade simple. It's my second book. It comes out March 10th. And it's really complimentary to my first book that was kind of, you know, a mishmash of AIP and paleo and keto and just really whole food recipes. But I finally had the courage to put a book out that had no dietary labels, which is scary because that's how people shop for things. Oh, I want a keto book. I want a paleo book. I want an AIP book. I was like, you know what? I told my publisher, no dietary labels in this book because it's a book that anyone can eat from. Anyone can learn from the information and they can heal from this book. The recipes in the book do fall under the healing protocol type recipes, which are very much the way I cook, which are paleo, they are keto, they are nightshade free or dairy free, or many are nut free or coconut free or egg free. There's extremely allergen friendly recipes in the book, but I think that we can look at these foods and say, because they fit my bio-individual needs. And in the book, I encourage you to, if you can eat dairy, sure, add it, use heavy cream instead of coconut cream. If you can do you know, grains, do white rice instead of cauliflower rice if you want to. It's really about making it your own. But the front matter of the book is completely void of dietary labels. I talk about nutrition from the foundational perspective that I learned in the Nutritional Therapy Association. And I think the beauty of this approach is that it works. I've seen it with my clients and I've seen it with my colleagues' clients and with myself. And I've seen it just how beautiful it is to see results. And every person has their own unique path to health because it's how their body, what their body needs through their foundations. So the foundations are digestion, which of course covers like upper GI to lower GI, which means like stomach, small intestine, liver, gallbladder, large intestine, and hydration and minerals because water is a macronutrient that most people are extremely deficient in, but also minerals. Minerals are so important for all these cofactors and our food can be depleted in minerals or people using refined salt. So we talk about minerals and the importance of minerals. And it's of course, even like vitamins and micronutrients. And then if we talk about fatty acid balance, which I feel very strongly about having an auto-inflammatory condition. I know the power of having proper 
fatty acid balance, omega-3 to omega-6 ratios, which is such an important tool and a proper for a proper inflammatory response. Because inflammation isn't the devil, right? It's not the devil. <laughs> I always think of like water boys mom voice. I can't do it right. Anyway, but inflammation we need it. Our body uses it to protect us for a lot of things, but we have to have a proper balance. So we have, we do have a healthy inflammatory response, but what we don't want is chronic inflammation, low grade chronic inflammation or chronic acute inflammation. Those that's when we have a problem, but you can truly manage inflammation through omega-6 and omega, omega-3 ratios. And then the big one, blood sugar regulation. And I know when people think blood sugar regulation, they automatically think low carb keto diet. But the truth is that blood sugar regulation is so dependent on your individual needs. And some people need more carbs for blood sugar regulation. Some people need less carbs. I think it's what needs to be said that in the US, especially the standard American diet has made a large part of the population insulin resistant. So for a lot of people, low carb is what needs to happen to remedy the insulin resistance, but it's not a life you know, sentence. It can be remedied and you can become insulin sensitive again. But you know, chronically high insulin is also super inflammatory and can be a root cause of a lot of issues. So really looking at this, so I really break down all these, I break down the foundations, I break down digestion, I break down hydration and minerals, I break down fatty acid balance, I break down blood sugar regulation in detail, how it works, how it works optimally, how dysfunction occurs. And then every section has actionable tips and the pharmacy, like pharmacy with farm, not like pharmaceuticals. So foods, nutrients, nutrients that support that system specifically. So you can add them to your life. I'm all about like, instead of taking away, let's add things to your life that make you feel better and support your body. So you can really hit those micronutrients and support your systems optimally, right? To remedy any dysfunction. And of course, each system kind of walks you through how the dysfunction occurs. And so you can kind of have a little self-assessment check in with yourself. Oh, is this what's happening? Maybe I should do this, right? Then of course, I talk a lot about the, I talk about fuel sources, you know, carbs, fat, protein, and you know, how our body makes fuel from them and how different types of activity benefit from different types of fuel, which again, so bio-individual because you, depending on your type of activity, you might benefit from different types of fuel. It's not saying that one is better than the other. And I have a big section on metabolic flexibility because I truly, truly, truly believe that our ancestors survived you know, so long and humans were able to evolve like for millions of years because we were metabolically flexible because if prehistoric man, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of claims out there about like the alt, you know, the proper human diet or, you know, humans were meat eaters. We did eat meat. Absolutely. But we were omnivores. Like I think even in the civilizations that were very, 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 very meat heavy, if plants were available, they were consumed, even if it was just like onions or some fruit or some root vegetables in small amounts or some herbs for medicinal purposes. And that's the beauty of nature. There's always this like magical balance. And I love that about our ancestors and how they were survivalist and metabolic flexibility was a big part of that because, you know, if our Jane and Joe, right, we'll we'll call them our cavemen, were out hunting, you know, some big game. They were out, you know, walking, tracking for miles or sprinting after this big animal, but then they came upon a bush of ripe berries. They weren't going to be like, nah, doesn't fit into my macros. They were like, hell yeah, calories and it's easy. Let's eat them all. So I just think that we can learn a lot from that from that flexibility. So I really go into all the details and I wanted to 
write this book because I wanted to inspire people to make the changes to get healthy because you, you know, you can't get better eating the same way that you got sick in the first place. You can't get better living the same stressful, overstimulated, under-motivated kind of life, right? But committing to your health means not only making changes on your plate, but making changes in your habits as well. And that's something that I definitely talk about in the book. I, d- I talk about the vagus nerve and the correlation between trauma and autoimmune disease. I talk about setting healthy boundaries and habits for success that aren't just, you know, yes, of course, movement, sleep, stress management, but healthy boundaries. Um, I talk about the benefits of fasting, but also, of course, is it right for everyone? Maybe not. The whole book is just a big guide to get you to listen to your own body and to make you, so I actually say this in the book, I want you to be the leading expert in you because no one on the internet, no health guru, not even myself is going to know more about your body than you. And a lot of us tend to just live unconnected, like our, let's say, okay, automotive, (laughs) some automotive references here, but like, think about like your signs and symptoms in your body, the dry skin or your headaches or the post-nasal drip or the inflammation in your joints. All of these are like lights on a dashboard on a car, but we've been trained to think to just turn off the light or cover it or not see it because not making those connections, right? Just take a pill, bandaid over it, get rid of the symptom, not deal with the root cause. But I want to teach you to use those signs and symptoms to see the lights and understand what they mean and be able to apply changes to your, you know, be able to mitigate your own symptoms and your own lifestyle because you're the expert in you. Because when something happens, you're like, oh, that was that. Like I know I love nuts and I've been able to reintroduce them. But if I overdo nuts, I know immediately like day four of like, eating way too many Marcona almonds and I get a hot spot on my left knee. It's that the, the dots are that like, that's how I connect them. And I'm like, Oh, back it up. So I eat a ton of fatty fish. Maybe I have an extra can of sardines that week. I drink a lot of water. I lay off the nuts and it's gone. And I know because that nuts are really good for you, but a little high in omega six. So my omega six, omega three ratio was off. And yes, our body talks to us that specifically the signs. It's that it's that specific. We used to have this intuition. I mean, humans could like deer that walk miles and miles for a salt lick. We have that same intuition. We've just lost it. So it's about getting back to ourselves, getting back to our intuition, uncluttering our bodies from toxins and processed foods and inflammatory foods and all these things that are clouding our system and then tuning into what's really happening. And with my clients and my coaching, I tell them all the time, like after about two months together, I see them telling me how they're feeling and how they're eating and they're making connections. And I'm just sit there quiet. And all I have to do is kind of hold up a mirror to them and say, I don't have to tell you what to do. You just said it. Let's repeat what you just, and they're like, you're right. And they already know. But sometimes we just need someone We just need to hear it. So I want to tell you that you're right, that it's not in your head, that what you're feeling and those kind of correlations that you're making in the back of your brain, when you think, was it that, or is it this? I think you're right because we always know our body knows. We just have to listen to it. 
I hope you're really enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. Snap a pic and tag me at Healthful Pursuit or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. So I'm really excited to share this with the world and just continue my work in this realm. I know that Leanne, I love the shift that she's made in her work. And I truly believe that connecting with ourselves on a deeper level is the only way to do this forever. Because I think about everyone, like think about the influencers and there's always every day there's new people. And I hate the word influencer, but that's, I guess what they call people who have like social media platforms. And I think about when I first started and all the people I started following and they were hardcore paleo people, like super kind of militant. And we did all these hardcore whole thirties and wow, people were crazy with the rules, including myself. I was such a paleo police, super annoying. Sorry guys. And I think now of all those people who are now my colleagues and friends, and we've all evolved because yes, you can be on day one, day two, day three, day 200 and be feel like you need the hard limits. You need the limitations. You need the rules. You need the boundaries. You just need someone to tell you what to do because you feel so lost. I get that. I've been there. And my hope for you is that you will get through this. It's like a tunnel, right? The restriction tunnel. And when you come up the other side, you're going to have learned valuable lessons and you're going to have learned a lot about your body. And my hope is that you will have the confidence in yourself and the confidence in your intuition to not fall prey to blanket statements, to my way or the highway, because I think everyone is well-meaning but remember, a lot of people make a lot of, make their living off of a specific dietary template. And because it's, you know, it's, it's business, right? And it's very hard to say, I see this and I respect it because I think everyone is well-meaning and they want to help people heal and they want to help people get healthy. But the, it's not always meant to be forever. You know, I want you to find a way of eating that is forever, and like, yes, I wrote a book about it, but it's scary as hell to write a book that doesn't, that doesn't, it's not a manual. It's not a how to, it's a, a guide to help you figure out what works for you. And it's just presenting the information in a easy to digest, hopefully somewhat entertaining <laughs> manner with beautiful graphics and with delicious recipes. So you feel empowered to become the leading expert in you. And a big focus of the book, and I just want to reiterate it because I think it's something really good to marinate on, are feel-good foods, worth-it foods, and hard-no foods. And I've talked a lot with my audience about this because I think that people with a history of disordered eating and eating disorders can be very triggered by yes and no food lists, can be very triggered by restrictive protocols can be very triggered by elimination protocols. And I think that a lot of us can, I mean, there's a lot of people who have developed disordered eating from healing protocols. And I think that that's a conversation that people need to be honest about because I know I see it too and I get worried, but it's hard because for me, I elimination protocols work very well for me because I am like dying to reintroduce foods. I'm not someone who really gets paralyzed in the elimination protocol phase. I think, you know, I had to prove to myself that I could do it. So I ate a tomato <laughs> a few weeks ago. Cause I'm like, am I just avoiding nightshades unnecessarily? And I ate the tomato and I had a reaction. So no, there's definitely a reason, but that's why I think framing food choices as 
I want to eat foods that make me feel good. Those are my feel good foods. I eat them as much as I want. Then there's worth it foods because yes, like the holidays is a perfect example. I made gluten-free stuffing and sweet potato pie. And those are foods that are worth it foods for me, but they're not my feel good foods because you know, like there are more carbs than I'm used to, a little more sugar than I'm used to. The gluten-free bread had some ingredients I don't normally eat. So am I going to eat it every day? No, but it was so worth it to have a great allergen friendly Thanksgiving and share the recipes with my neighbors. And then there's my hard no foods. Like I stayed hundred percent gluten and nightshade free on Thanksgiving because I know those two foods, gluten foods and nightshade foods would make me very, very ill. So for me, that's a hard no, because being bedridden with inflammation and developing painful swollen joints and cystic acne are not a choice for me. Like I get it. You're your own person. If you want, if you feel like your symptoms are worth it, like if you are celiac and you feel like eating gluten every now and then, and just being having like diarrhea and being in the bathroom for like three days is worth it. That's you. That's your choice because you're an adult and no one should judge you for that. But I think that we all have to decide for ourselves, feel good, worth it, hard no. Maybe you don't have any hard no foods. Maybe you just have feel good and worth it foods. But I believe that when we're navigating through the sea of processed foods, packaged products, you know, like all these things, like these food like substances that like fill our grocery stores and our, you know, like Amazon, it's everywhere. Jesus. It's like, it's like the new normal. We have to navigate through all that. And so we have to make these choices because we just don't, we're not going outside and harvesting our own. I mean, maybe some of you are, and if you are, I'm very jealous, but you know, I don't have a farm. (laughs) right? Not every, most people aren't farmers nowadays. So we have to go to the store. And when we're shopping, we're voting for ourselves. We're voting with our dollars. So I truly hope that I wasn't rambling too much. <laughs> and I've loved hanging out with you guys for the last 45 minutes. I'm very passionate about this, the moving away from diet dogma, but having honest conversations about foods that are good for us and aren't because some foods just inherently aren't. Like I would say like chemical shitstorms, canola oil, like foods that are extremely inflammatory to most humans, foods that are made in laboratories, like, you know, binders and artificial colorings and flavors and, you know, all these, like there's chemicals. So I just want to inspire you to declutter your body, declutter your life from the crap, the the garbage, the noise, be it food or environmental toxins or toxic relationships and get to a place where you can really connect with your innate wisdom, with your intuition, because you already hold all the keys and all the information you need to find lasting health and wellness. You just have to learn to listen. And I really, really hope that with my book, Made Whole, Made Simple, if you choose to get it and read it, you feel extremely empowered to do so because that is my hope for this book. It's like a manifesto for taking control of your own health for this wellness rebellion and ditching the diet because everyone were so unique. Yes, little special snowflake. You have a way of eating that is unique to only you that will help you live a long, healthy, happy, happy life. So with that, I'm going to go. And I'm really excited that Liam let me hang out with you guys again. So I'm Christina Kerp. Uh, you can find me at thecastawaykitchen.com and um, on Instagram at thecastawaykitchen. My first book, Made Whole, is available anywhere books are sold. Made Whole, Made Simple comes out March 20th, and it will be available anywhere books are sold. You can already pre-order on Amazon. And I forgot to say that all the 145 recipes in that book are sheet pan, one pot, pressure cooker, slow cooker, or no cook. So other than eating, I wanted to prove that eating healthy, unprocessed food can also be easy and delicious. And I'm a chef, so my food tastes real good. 
All right, guys. Thank you so much. And thank you, Leanne, again. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Wishing you all love and light. So great, right? Oh, Christina's just like a breath of fresh air. I love that human. Next up on the podcast, uh, episode 227, I'm going to be answering your questions. And Sunday, February 2nd, episode 228, my friend Brooke is taking over the show to share with you how to build your keto pantry, specifically if you have a family and they eat a lot. So stay tuned for that and I will see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor should it be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. 